Hey everyone, Chris from the Dumb Marks Podcast here, kicking off Twitter Spaces Tuesday. Every Tuesday, Sophia V, host of Vocal Minds, and I create a Twitter Spaces room and discuss the latest wrestling topics with you, the wrestling fans. This week, we were joined by Mars of Mars Entertainment and Down in the Den to discuss Cody Rhodes' AEW departure, Stone Cold Steve Austin's rumored WrestleMania return, Elimination Chamber predictions, 205 Live being rebranded as NXT Level Up, and a whole lot more. So let's just dive into the Twitter spaces and join in. How you doing, Mars? Another day in paradise, brothers. How about yourself? Oh, doing good. Thanks for joining in. I can't wait, man. Things are taking place, as Dusty would say. (laughs) So much going on. So much going on. My whole brain's broken right now. (laughs) <laughs> couldn't even fit everything into the the subject for today absolutely i i literally have uh have fantasy built myself into paradise knowing that i've set myself up for so much disappointment what what do you think you're going to be disappointed with oh everything so we got we got tons of stuff so we got let's just do a quick quick recap of news that's going on of course today's cody and brandy we got the Chamber this week, NXT Vengeance Day tonight, 205 Live being canceled and changed to NXT Level Up, all the stuff with Shane McMahon still in rumors, and now Stone Cold too. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm super excited, you know, about 50% of it. Um, I mean... NSC level up is nothing but elevation. I mean, they even literally use a synonym for elevation. Uh, <laughs> that that's hilarious to me. Uh, but <laughs> but you know, two or five for a lot for a while now have been having everybody that wasn't a cruiserweight, and the fact that there's no cruiserweight championship anymore that's been merged with the NXT North American title is like, duh. You know, obviously two or five is, you know. Good riddance. Could have been yeah. great. You know, when NST, when uh, Triple H had that small, I don't know if you remember, there was a small brief period where Triple H was running it. It had started to get really, really good. But I think at the end of the day, Vince wants a entertainment company and Triple H has a vision for a pro wrestling company. They don't mix. So this is true. That, that, that's where we have it. But, um, yeah, a lot. Stone Cold, you know, 57, he still looks good. Obviously, t- t- with technology, he's had a lot of surgeries recently. Uh, over the last couple of years, you would always hear him, yeah, I'm getting this neck surgery. And as you can see with Edge and Daniel Bryan and all these people that had these catastrophic neck injuries, obviously the technology is much better. Uh, he still looks to be in phenomenal shape. He was always bald, so it's not like he has that Shawn Michaels look where you're like, Jesus Christ, what happened to you, man? Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels is my all-time favorite wrestler, but that 2018 DX return just just broke my heart. I'm like, dude, with some is that is that Saudi money that damn good? Right, because <laughs> you know HBK is a man with pride. The fact that he always has a hat on and always has a do rag on, you know, when you have long luscious locks and then you end up being a baldy that does something and your whole thing is about the sexy boy <clears throat> i could i could understand where you know that check had to be crazy but 
uh, Stone Cold, he could de- the way he wrestled, he was already kind of wrestling hobbled as it was. So can he put on one match with a worker like KO? Absolutely. Uh, the letdown is where do you go from there? Because you can't bring Stone Cold back for three Raws in a in a pay per view without. You know, Stone Cold cares about the craft so much. 20 years, he hasn't come back. So we'll see. But, yeah, it's good. And Cody, goodness gracious. <laughs> Who saw that coming? I thought for a moment I could see him because he's such a visionary. He is his father's son. You know, his creativity is so great. I could see I thought he was going to show up at the Rumble and do like a one night deal and show up for, you know, in Ring of Honor to help the relaunch and show up in Impact to make his way back to AEW. That's what I thought something he would do. I could see him going to Tony and saying, look, you guys are top heavy right now. You've got a lot of guys. How about I, instead of re-signing, I come on here and we make this long journey because he had already booked himself where he could never get the title world title. Yeah. So where do you go from there? How many few, how many more young guys can he put over? He kind of book, he, he was stuck in a holding pattern in AEW where is he going to be over mops? Is he going to be over, especially if he's not going to make the heel turn, is he going to be over, uh, Daniel Bryan, oh, shit, Brian Danielson. Um, uh, is he going to be over even hangman page at this point? No, not at all. So, I could see him, hey, let me do a stint here, 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 here. But what I think happened when Vince was like, oh, he really isn't, he really isn't signed. He really isn't under contract. Let me make, he's got a a new baby. Let me make him a offer he can't refuse to be the first one to jump ship to AEW, and I think that's what's happened. But I mean, who the hell would trust Vince McMahon? He's such a spiteful, bitter old man. He's going to put you in Stardust as soon as you come out first night. Stardust again. And that I mean, the thing that I will give Vince credit for is he doesn't necessarily always hold a grudge. You know, it, it always comes down to if it. We'll, we'll do that Triple H time. If it's best for business, you know he he lets business play out. You know. How, Good Lord, uh, you saw Sable in the late 90s. She sued the company for sexual harassment just to end up going back a few years later for another one. Hey, who would have thought the Ultimate Warrior would there, be, I mean, Prime that, example there. Yeah, I mean, even though CM Punk was with Fox, um, you know, the fact that, they, he, that he even allowed him to be on a show t- talking yeah. about WWE, I'm sure he had some say in that. Oh, I'm sure. Chris Jericho being on Stone Cold's podcast. Sure, on sure. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole NWO had talked shit about WWE for years when they were gone. Uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn had bashed the company uh, when they were in Impact, and they had prominent positions in training until you know Billy got popped for roids. But uh, so yeah, Vince will do what's best for business, but also. And also, I think Cody kind of looks as his creation. So he usually won't put over someone that was created somewhere else. Yeah. But 
technically Cody Rhodes. That's why he couldn't use his name because his first company was WWE. So I think Vince could see, okay, this guy's a leader of AEW. He's got some uh, inside knowledge that can be very helpful. He's creative as hell. The things that they can do with him and Randy Orton and so many other guys and hell, Roman Reigns at this point. Um, yeah. Cody Rhodes, it, it, you know, done right. And he's one thing Vince likes. If you remember when Cody was in um, WWE, he was a lot thinner. And, you know, Cody's put on some masks. And he, you know, he looks more like a wrestler. He's more veteran and, and he's, he's a good promo. So I think he has all of those. And he's still pretty young. I think he has all those going for him. And it's like a natural made. Like I could see him coming back and say, we kicked your ass for a whole year. You know what I mean? Everything you put, I did that. You left me a stardust and I single-handedly changed the industry. And now mm-hmm. I've come back to do the one thing that's not on my resume, be the universal champion. I could see that. That would be a good play. I mean, the the thing that I kind of think is crazy right now is uh, WrestleMania, and the last WrestleMania in Dallas was Cody's last WrestleMania. And here we are back in Dallas and could be his first one back too. It, it's so many parallels and, and yeah. things going with that and like i said um you know i i think the play for wrestlemania is going to be riddle versus orton but orton versus cody um i i could see him coming in maybe starting a wedge between rk bro like hey we were legacy you know you can't win the belts back with you know and and try to get in randy's head a a triple threat between it's so many options that you can go there if you have a, a lack of a bit of creativity, but that's where my yeah. fear comes in. And that, I mean, Orton is kind of one of those guys that Vince looks to, like, hey, can this guy go? And, you know, you sure. have Cody, you put Cody in with Orton, and if Randy gives him the thumbs up, you know, that he's improved, you know, that that's always good enough for Vince of what he can do with a person. Absolutely, absolutely. And Randy is, you know, who would have thought when Randy was, you know, showing his junk to people, that 20 years later, he would be the undertaker of the locker room. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, he, he's developed into that, to that guy, you know, and he, he said, bar an injury, he wants to wrestle till he's 50. He's 41 years old. He, he's still in wrestling terms, a young man. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, Cody is too, but Cody's also said previously that he doesn't have, he doesn't want to go much longer. Right. I think I think he only wants another five plus years, maybe, and you know that could be part of the reason why he's doing what he's doing. He knows he has limited time. There's more stuff that he wants to do, and I, I mean, who knows? I, I saw a thing that said that you know Cody was spotted in Orlando today, so you know maybe maybe he's just going backstage for NXT for a meeting, or sure. you know then there's also other stuff. You know, there's uh, Impact this Saturday night. Is there a possibility he shows up on there? It's like, who knows? Until it actually happens, you know, the the rumor mill is going to run rampant the next Absolutely. few days. And then you think about it. Remember they were talking about a third rebranding of NXT? Well, who's the face of NXT? Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Besides Triple H, the, probably the three names 
<clears throat> that you think of when you think of NXT, you think of Triple H, you think of William Regal, you think of Dusty Rhodes. Yep. So what if they say, hey, Triple H is gone. Dust, uh, we want you to run NXT, be a you know, you could be a performer, you could you could do anything, you know. He that that's a ready-made storyline. So he literally has three main event type storylines available on all three brands. Yeah. If 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 you know he wanted to. I mean, this for a, a WrestleMania season that did not interest me. <laughs> yeah. This I mean the the things that could potentially happen ha- definitely piques my interest. Yeah. What was that, like what, what's the what's the meme that with Leonardo DiCaprio uh, from Django Unchained? Uh, you had my you had my curiosity. You had my curiosity, <laughs> sir, but now you have my interest. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like that's where I'm at with WrestleMania these days. <laughs> it really is, especially like you know, two nights is a lot. <laughs> It, yeah. it, it's it's a lot. However, I do like it better than how it was before when they would just be like 17 hours of WrestleMania <laughs> from 4 a.m. in the morning when the goddamn roosters sleep. <laughs> I I would love to see it go back to an hour just because but it's at the same point, I don't need that that long of WrestleMania. I, I'm one of those people that feels that not everybody needs to be on the show. That this is this is supposed to be your best of the best, not all hands on deck. Absolutely, and I and I I agree. I understand you want to get everybody a payday, but I'm more like put something free on YouTube or the WWE Network with the bumps. You know, yeah. You put your Andre Memorial Battle Royal on some type of free show. Uh, you put your uh, women's May Young or whatever the hell Battle Royal for the women that you aren't using. Boom, boom. That's two things. And then also make it mean something. Instead of a stupid trophy that no one cares about, maybe make the winner of that get a title shot for mid-card title or something like that. You know what I mean? They forget to make everything about the belts. Instead, they try to make these soap operas. And that's one thing WWE used to do well. And now they don't like they don't really care about the belts. The belts like the intercontinental title has been so disrespected. Oh. Oh, and boy. the the rumors of that of where that's going it could be even worse. Uh, Sami Zayn won it, right? Yeah, he won it on Friday, so that'll be this upcoming Friday. But now it's talking about him and Johnny Knoxville for the title at WrestleMania. Oh Jesus Christ! So Which obviously you... Knoxville goes over because celebrities always go over. Yeah, so it's like you give the title to Knoxville, you just made that the twenty four seven championship. You he shouldn't even be competing for the the twenty four. I would rather them come back and let David Arquette win it, the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship, because at least he's actually put his sweat, blood, and t- lots of blood, and yeah. uh, you know, in wrestling. But yeah, I could totally see that, and that makes sense. I was like. The whole Nakamura act was going over really well. Why would they put the strap on Sammy? And then I said, you know what? Knoxville. They said this was so I could see Knoxville taking the title. And then even the next night on Raw or whatever, uh, dropping it or whatever. But yeah, that would be awful. I, I really liked your idea of the, you know, you already have the establishment of the the battle royal matches for the men and the women. 
you know, put those on the pre-show because that before the network that used to be the main thing, right? You know, the crowd saw a a battle royal, and that's just what it was, and that was just to get them excited and get people on the card. And yeah, I mean, everybody talks about you know the the Raw after WrestleMania, and you know, you give someone a a, a quick shine on a pre-show or or a dark match, and then they get like the match on Raw after WrestleMania or something. I mean, that's easy storytelling you know that easy it's so easy like literally you do that you put shine and value on the belt you put shine on value of the champion and you give somebody a shot you even if the person gets squashed the next night this is somebody that you really didn't see this that battle royal be for a worker that is on the cusp that you have faith in the young talent it could even be someone on nxt a carmelo hayes you know what a, a you could make it for a main roster. You could do an NXT Rumble, and the winner gets a main roster shot. Anything, just a little bit of creativity. But it's it, when you have comedy writers writing it, that have never looked at wrestling in their life, you end up getting a, a bad episode of Seinfeld. Like this whole, <laughs> I really used to like Damian Priest until they gave him this split personality shit. I, I unfortunately I, I I'll disagree with you on that one because I've never been a Damian Priest fan ever since his days in Ring of Honor. You didn't like uh, uh, Punishment Martinez? I did not. I loved his action in the ring. I just didn't like his gear. I've never liked yeah. his gear. He, he definitely looked like if this was like 1988 wrestling. He, him and uh, what's his name, the Murder Hot Monster. I'm like, who dresses you guys? <laughs> what the Do hell? You're... You remember, like, whenever Darren Young first came in, everybody just called him the Black John Cena. He looked like Black John Cena. Yeah, and it's just like that's I I, I joke with my friends. I say all all uh, all uh, Damian Priest is is uh, Puerto Rican Baron Corbin. Oh God, you know what? You're right. You're right. Let's stop. You know what? Baron Corbin. I hated Baron Corbin for his entire career. And I finally realized after they put this terrible happy gore, I really realized when he was like down on his luck, Corbin, that was some of his best work he ever did. And now even with this happy Corbin gimmick, I'm like, he is safe in the ring. He puts on a good match. He's legitimately hated, but it's not like go away. heat. it's just like, no, I really hate this guy. I'm like, he's the type of utility player. Do I think he'll ever be a world champion? No. They may give him like a, a Mercy Kane world championship towards the end just as a, you know, hey, we'll give you a little transitionary run as a reward for being a good soldier. But, yeah, man, and I think someone like Corbin in AW would probably actually be pretty decent. Yeah, he's another one that I've ever – I only knew him in NXT because he really didn't have a career before NXT. Um, but you know, whenever he first came in, it's just like, okay, you know, all he would do come in, do the end of days, get match over with, you know, and at first it was cool. And then it just kind of wore, it shine wore off. And it's just, I never saw the evolution of him to the point of just like, I, I can't get behind him anymore. And it's still that way for me, it's go away. He, cause whenever he comes out, I just turn off the TV. Um, but he's well liked backstage, uh, from what we're what I hear about rumors that people like him, you know, I like you said, he seems like a safe worker in the ring. So I can understand, I guess, why they keep him around. But for me, it's just for my taste, he doesn't do anything for me. 
Oh, yeah, and I can totally see that. Like, he had go-away heat for me. Or like I said, for his entire run up until when they started doing the, the down-on-his-luck Corbin thing. And, yeah. Because I hated that fact that he used to – he looked like a valet wrestling. I'm like, why are you wrestling in the vest? Yeah. And and I've never understood – that's another thing that WWE disrespects with the authority figures. How does one become said authority figure? Why – of all the like when he was a GM, I'm like of all the people, why is why are you the GM? Just like Sonya Deville, why are you an authority figure? Yeah, like yeah, there's never been an answer given for. It was just one day Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville just showed up and started running things. Yeah, and and I, I just after they were like no more GMs, no more this, no more authority yeah. figures. So they never really said, you know, GM, but they're just saying, oh, this is an authority figure and stuff like that. And I'm like, you could have just kept the GMs. I I was all fine. I, I feel William Regal could have been the whole GM of all of WWE. He did a great job. Oh, absolutely. Um, I agree. And, and you know, it, it always made sense with what he did. And I've always thought, you know, I didn't mind when Mick Foley was GM. I didn't mind when HBK, Sergeant Slaughter. It's always a good thing to have an authority figure. It's just they had too many because they had the brand splits. But it's yeah. always good to have someone that it makes sense. And you it was I mean? too much whenever you had, you know, Shane with SmackDown, then he had Daniel Bryan and, and Paige, and then Stephanie with Mick Foley and, and whoever. It's like you didn't need both of them. You just needed right. one. Like, right. And it was for them, to, and the, I think the problem is when they started making them heel or face authority figures instead of just, hey, I'm the guy running the show yeah. when, when Vince isn't here. And, you know, having them as a ex-wrestler makes sense. In other sports, the head coaches are usually um, former football players or basketball players, so it makes sense. Um, one thing that I thought AEW would do, and they're almost there, since he's from a legitimate sports background he does the stats with these stables they should just make them teams like this is team dark order this is okay. team you know and then each team can have somebody it should be having some a couple of guys that should be main event guys got a tag team a woman's wrestler and maybe uh someone that would be a competitive for the um, TBS or TNT championship. So you each stable could have about seven people, and you would have your legend that's running this team, just like you have Team Taz. You mm. have you know Team Pinnacle, Anderson. yeah, and and you can get the rub from the celebrities like Jericho. I, I'm really over you know, the inner circle. I don't really want to see him in the ring anymore. I'm getting kind of over that. Um, but yeah, could he have like a Team Jericho? That he of guys that he picked, kind of like Daniel Bryan's talking about, you know, yeah, idea. I'm like, that's the thing, keep your wins and loss records, but now you can have these older guys that can still be player coach type of thing, but they're really like getting guys to shape how they want AEW to be run. I think that would be something that could be super cool in the future, you know, that would be an awesome idea for to build for a pay-per-view, like whether it's a full gear or the revolution, or even if you don't do it as a pay-per-view and do it as one of your quarterly specials on TNT where, and that might even be the one that works out best because of 
and where I'm going with this is, you know, do a small tournament with teams, you know, focus on them. You know, you have all these already established. Yeah. Do that, like you're saying, but build it up to, you know, the, the finals of a tournament being like in a blood and guts match. Right. You know, and, you know, they, when they did that the last time, you know, they basically had that set up and that was the only match of the night. So, okay. Yeah. If these TNT specials are only going to continue to be an hour, that's the perfect match to do that with. It would be perfect. It's, it's yeah. definitely something that I'm like, yeah, man. Because a lot of people say, oh, they have too many stables, too many factions. And I'm like, I don't think you, you can't. Having all these people try to get over on their own, when you have, a sta- if Sting had a faction or a team, uh, say maybe a Darby, uh, who else is kind of like a spooky character, uh, Alistair Black. Yeah. Um, you know, this is Team Sting, and you have all you you put all your kind of spooky dark guys together. Um, you get your Team Taz, and you get your Daniel Garcia's, your hooks, your grapplers that are kind of you know he's picking these guys that are like him that he's molding, and you get them over. You have a uh, uh, if uh, I mean they won't do it now, but uh, if uh, Flair wasn't spinning helicopters around, he could have a team with. A MJF, a Ward, you know, something like that. R. Anderson as his coach. Imagine him and Arn Anderson back together as his like assistant coach mm-hmm. or something like that. That that could have been phenomenal. Um, you get your uh, who else is older? Christian. He can get his Jungle Boy and you know guys like him and Edge were, and he can put them together. It it would be it would be crazy. Yeah, there's. There's a lot of possibilities in that company right now, and yeah, that that's that's gonna be interesting to see where the direction goes from here. Because with, especially without Cody around, there's some players that you know might get lost. You know, like an Arn, uh, Arn's son, and uh, you know where do some of these guys in the Nightmare family go? Yeah, I can't see their contracts being renewed when this it's time to expire. Arn, they can do something with Arn. Uh, him and Tully no. are still there. He'll be fine, um, you know. Yeah, Arn should just work backstage. He should just work backstage, and then you can let Dustin run the Nightmare Family while you know until his contract expires, and then he can be a coach backstage. Yeah, he's got his uh, like. Then you have uh, the factory, the Nightmare Factory that you know Cody and QT started to train people, and then you have Dustin. He he started his own wrestling uh, training camp. So it's like, you know, you, there's there's stuff for them to do. That's that's Absolutely. the nice thing about it. Whether whether the nightmare, fa- I'm not sure what Dustin's uh, training place is called, but you know, you you have them be affiliated with AEW, and that gives them incentive. You know, hey, come train here. So you know, it's a path to AEW. Yeah, I mean, it's a built-in because that's one thing I will give. WWE, and I don't know if it's just because WWE forces them to work a safer style, that WWE style, or is it that some of these guys are really green? But I see a lot more botches on AEW, like bad botches. Yeah, I agree with you. Than I see on, and even NXT, like, they're so, these guys are young, but they're so much more crisp than some of the botches I see with uh on AEW. Yeah, I mean WWE system's always been, you know, 
for TV, almost like we we used to joke with Cena, but the five moves of doom. Right. You know, and that's what Vince tries to instruct on some of these guys. And I think that's what we're going to be seeing more in down in NXT. And as they move up, because it's like, hey, perfect this. And, you know, you go from this from NXT to Raw Smackdown to the live event town. You know, people are seeing the same thing over and over again from you. And that's what they want for whatever reason that they want it to be cookie cutter like that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, WWE, and that's the thing you see when they're actually allowed the time and input to put on their own matches. You're like, wow, like Rollins is a best bout machine, but then they'll put him in stupid shit like (laughs) that. The whole thing almost ended right. It was so bad he had to turn heel. He was the most popular wrestler. And, and he was booked so bad, he had to turn heel. And poor Big E, what they're doing with him. I'll tell you, I, I don't know what they're doing. And we had we actually had this discussion the other day and on our show. And, you know, Jason's argument is, and was for this. And sometimes, you know, wait and see. You know, it's, we don't know what they're doing, what their WrestleMania plan is. You know, Woods is out right now. We don't know what their plan is once Woods gets back. Um, it's like our whole thing, like the ones that were arguing against Jason were, you know, you had him on, you rushed his title match and his whole title run and it went nowhere. It's like, why? Like he should have been built up to be the guy that beat Roman. And for whatever reason, they just didn't go that route. And now it's like, it was all for naught. And here we are, you know, where he's back. He was drafted to Raw as champion, but now we're just going to move him back to SmackDown just because we're putting him with a new day because we have nothing else for him. And and that's another insult to my intelligence. So we have this draft. We have this brand exclusive. He shows up to help Kofi. Okay, and then we're like, oh, he's back over here now. He was just the champion. What did Raw get in return? Exactly. That's really disrespectful to, to take the most recent WWE champion, put him back in his tent. And if you notice, they won't even let him call him the New Day anymore. Yeah. They're like Biggie and Kofi. And, and I guess they're saying it's not the New Day unless it's all three of them. But uh, yeah, they come out to the New Day music, they come out to the New Day graphics. But right. <laughs> but we just call them Biggie and Kofi. I'm yeah. like, it, it's, it's, the, it's small things like that. But like, whenever it was I, Woods and Kofi, they were calling them the New Day. Right, yeah, you know, but Big E, you know, and <laughs> maybe that doing that because they're like, we still want to be able to break Big E off and be like, oh, he's he's affiliated with the New Day. And it's, it's just dumb. They've said it the whole time. We don't have to be on the same brand. You could to be an organization. We're, you know, we could be affected. The only thing for me that can save Big E is a massive heel turn, a whole new day, massive heel turn. Have them, yeah. you know, have them attack Brock, you know, have them help Roman or something like that versus Brock and be like, Brock, you took my belt. Because if you remember, Paul Heyman was kind of, kind of worming into Big E when he was over on SmackDown and building them up. You know, how could he ha- have, you know, Brock, maybe be a, you know, if, if I was right, Nick, I would have Brock win the Elimination Chamber for the Universal wins it and goes for a belt versus belt. Brock 
beating his ass. He beats the Usos' ass. Um, and then out comes the New Day. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to come, you know, help Brock. Or, or you don't know what's going on. And they just turn around and they just beat the shit out of Brock. Costs uh, him the title. He gets the win. And they're like, what the hell's going on? What's going on? And then the next night on Raw, they show up and they're like, Brock has single-handedly ended Kofi's run with just, you know, he snuck in and he's used his favor and his pool to snuff out our career, you know, and you want us to dance and throw pancakes. They're like, no. So Paul Heyman came to us. He, you know, he made us a proposition and maybe have Reigns come out and hand Biggie the title back. You know, he's like, I don't need this one. And, you know, hand it back to Big E. And you know the heat they would get, and he shakes Paul Heyman's hand. You know what I mean? And you you see the Usos dap up Kofi and, 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 um, and help them win the Raw World titles and put them back on Raw. And now you have a heel Big E with a heel Kofi and a heel Woods, and they've got all the gold. And they were like, you know, we've taken things in our own hands. That could work. They won't do it because they want to sell. They want to sell bootios, but you know. But I mean, at the same time, are they really? I don't. Whenever I looked at last year's merchandise numbers, I don't remember seeing New Day being that high up there. Not anymore because they've lost their cool factor. Yeah, to me, they were the coolest when when they were heels when they were out there. Uh, helping the League of Nations and stuff like that, and then they just became so popular that Vince was like, "Well, turn on his face for no damn reason." Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, when we sit there and break things down, I always say we can sit there and break things down and say this makes sense. Do this because this makes sense, but that's not WWE. They don't do things logically. You know, they Vince does things based on what entertains him, unfortunately, and. Um, some sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't with everybody. And then he's an 80, 80 year old, potentially racist man <laughs> that may have some type of dementia. The things that entertain him don't necessarily fit with the uh, rest of the masses. No, but it makes sense for the ratings. You know, they're they're a company that that gears their product towards you know PG audience. But their demographic is like the, what is it, like 50 and above, generally, is their highest yeah. demographic each week. It, so, it's really funny when I saw that. And I think one week they were like, they were the highest in the six-year-old demographic. Yeah. And I'm like, who in the hell at six-year-old is like, well, I'm going to have to tone into some SmackDown and see what the hell, you know, it, it must just be whoever... Maybe they're babysitting their grandkids or something. I don't know, but or or maybe they just don't. Maybe they just have basic cable, you know. And it's like the, True. you know, you get the the two, four, eleven, whatever the channels are, you know, in your area, and you know, you, you just turn on Fox just to see what's on, and they're SmackDown, <laughs> something yeah, different, know. you know, or or something the same, you know. They're like Matt Lock just went off in syndication, so. Now I, you know, I'll go ahead and just leave it on this channel because yeah. I'm older. No, it's not like I mean I don't like how everybody like talks about the demos, but you know, as a person that's studied marketing, you know, it that is the the eighteen to forty nine, you know, is the the demographic. That's that's who spends the money. 
Yeah. And that's the one thing that generally AEW does have going for it is that's the audience that's willing to spend money. And I think once they, you know, right before I jumped on, you know, WWE's doing their uh, WWE 2K22 uh, roster reveal. And, you know, how many people have hated that game in the past few years? I think that's going to be another thing that AEW takes away from WWE is the amount of people that are there that are going to be on their game and a better gameplay. And, you know, they're going to have different people that, you know, you can't get in WWE. Owen Hart being really the first major announcement. Right. I mean, the roster alone, even if it was the same damn game, uh, graphically, but with, with AEW. What's right? going on, Kenny? Sorry, Mars. Good. Uh, no, I was saying, what's up, Kenny? Um, yeah, even if it was the same damn game, AEW's roster is so vast and so dynamic, it's automatically going to be a superior game. And then when you have Utes, the guys who did it when the games were good, and nerds like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks being involved directly, uh, I think AEW is going to be the game to beat. Because those last WWE 2K20, they ended up giving me a refund. It was that bad. Yeah, it was. I even bought it on sale, and and it's just like, okay. Me, so me and Jason were playing it. And we did. he was playing it at his house. I was playing at mine. And we were doing like the online mode. And he ended up seeing, I was seeing one match. He was seeing a completely different match. And we were having, we were facing each other. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so it's like, like you just saw, like, I think, I think it ended, I, he beat me. And, but on his end, the match was still going on 10 minutes later. Wow. The, the glitches in that game were like glitches. That it, it's almost legendary, the, the level of glitches. I mean, yeah. people going through the ring, the rock looked like Adam Sandler for <laughs> some reason. Uh, graphically, I was like, is this a, uh, is this a Xbox? Like, just a regular Xbox? Like, <laughs> I was blown away. <laughs> Welcome and Kenny. We're just we're kind of expanding upon upon your uh, news and rumors segment from earlier. You know, we we've been talking Cody. We've been talking about uh, two hundred five live. We've been talking about you know just everything in general. Yeah, I just seen right now that they are they they're changing two hundred five live to to what now? It's going to be called NXT Level Up. At least that's the name that's rumored until they officially announce it tonight. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, I, I'm with it, man. I mean. Because I was wondering what they were going to do with 205 Live anyway, especially now. I kind of seen like more of the females competing on 205 Live than the, than the actual guys. So I, I was assuming that eventually they were going to change the name anyway. Yeah. Honestly, we'll see what happens. But I'm, if th- this is just an hour show like you know 205 Live has been, mm-hmm. I might enjoy this more because that, that's one of my biggest complaints about the current NXT product is these guys don't need two hours. It just no, needs to go back to an hour program. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, just you can get everything in. Like, if, even if they tape it like the old NXT used to be, you know, do a month at a time. You can get everybody into that taping. But, you know, it's just you only utilize them little by little. So you're not, you know, you're not oversaturating them with the audience. You're not using them more than they need to be. It gives them time to learn and grow. And that's a huge problem with WWE on all three brands because their roster is so thin now. Everybody is oversaturated. 
Yeah, I forget who I, – I forget what match it was. It, it might have been the main event last night with Randy Orton. And I, the, the main announcer who – I mean, I don't, I don't watch Raw every week, so excuse my ignorance on this, but whatever his name is. And he goes, here's two main event level guys that could – could potentially main event WrestleMania, but they're the main event on Monday Night Raw. And I'm sitting there going, I was like, well, who doesn't main event Raw anymore? Who doesn't wrestle every week in WWE? You know, I, was, not... I was watching it last night, and uh, me and uh, Toe, we were, we were like, why are they having a match right now? Like, what exactly? We thought they were having the same same thing that the women had. Where, who's going to be the last person coming out of the chamber? And then we just seen that it was just Randy and um, and Seth. And I was just like, this makes absolutely no sense. Like, they should have just had the women end the show and just had this as a regular match throughout the show. WWE doesn't make any match feel special because even on a pay-per-view, they will end that with a dusty finish. No problem. So nothing feels special anymore. You know, and and yeah. that's, that's what's sad about it. Now it's just, just like they're just throwing matches out there, and then the announcers are looking stupid. Where they they sit there and they're like, "Oh, this is a WrestleMania match," or uh, "This is the first time you've seen these two in the ring together." Which they did that with um with Dewdrop and Rena Ripley, where they said, "Oh, this is the first time that these two were in a match together." I was like, "Nobody watched NXT UK." Like this happened a couple of years ago. Like, <laughs> no, 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 that was Piper. That was that, it's just not canon. Yeah, that was Piper. That's a different person. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it, literally, it's... She go, literally, she goes on interviews and she talks about NXT UK and her time there, and then going into uh, the US main roster. I'm just like, come on, people! Like, we're not stupid now. Like, yeah. WWE doesn't have canon in their own company. I think that's going to be one of the things that they do try to do more, you know, with the current NXT 2.0, because I think, you know, they're establishing these characters and when they move up, you know, possibly they will be canon, but yeah, when has that been before? Even with NXT, it wasn't. And even NXT UK, like like you guys just said, it it should be, but it's sad that it's not. Right. I mean, I still can't get over Gunther for no reason. God, you you build this guy star, and it's not like we haven't seen him before in the U.S. And you change his name. As soon as he decides he wants to come to the States, you change his name to Gunther. Like, I I don't know. I think, I don't know if it's true, but someone said that basically Walter is already copywritten in the United States. So in the UK, it isn't. And so he could use that. But when he got to America, someone already owns the rights for Walter and on TV and for merch and all this other shit, basically. And so I don't know if it's true, but that's what someone said. So it, that's the only reason why they had to change it because they can't, like, by law, use water. Well, I think it's because, you know, he was Walter before he signed with WWE. Uh-huh. You know, Vince likes to own the name. So the reason Chris Jericho can be Chris Jericho everywhere, if you had that name outside of WWE when you came in, you can use it. But <clears throat> if WWE creates the name, it's their IP. 
So I think it's it's more of that, not that because Walter, I don't think you can trademark the name Walter, but he owns that trademark for Walter. So if he becomes a big star, he can take that IP of Walter to AEW, but he can never be Gunther. So they'd rather build him up under Gunther, and now that credibility belongs to WWE. That's interesting, for sure. Um, another thing I heard is that obviously, you know how there's like 10 million rumors that Walter is his real name, and so he didn't want to use his real name anymore, or some shit like that. But I don't know if that's true. If he didn't request it, you know, if he requested James now, cool. But if it's a WWE idea and it's not something about legality, it's it's so stupid. I know, and everyone's not, no one's calling him Gunther anyways. Like, everyone is so invested in, in the name Walter. Definitely. I, I, I'll, at least all the independent fans I've known him since being Walter, when do they call him Gun, Gunther? Even the NXT crowd has been chanting Walter a little bit too. It's like... It's just one of those things that kind of we get frustrated, you know, as fans, but hopefully they know what they're doing internally. Do you think Cody Rhodes is going to WWE? What's up, Chris? Chris <laughs> is a big AEW fan. Um, hey, Chris. And so I do, how do you feel about, I don't know if you've heard the news, Cody and Brandy have left the AEW company and they are, they're a lot. They're basically the backbone of that brand. Like they helped build it. You know what I mean? And I know Dustin is a trainer there and his daughter. So, what Dakota Rhodes is the photographer for AEW. Like, how does this affect family dynamics? Yeah, it'd be interesting. I've seen different things saying it's a work and I've seen, you know, I think they've been doing a contract build up for him. But I think overall it's good for the brand. And I think AEW has been pushing a lot of the forbidden door narrative with folks uh, coming in through impact. So uh, who knows? And who knows if there's uh, any underlying things, but obviously Cody's doing uh, a lot of reality shows. And I think a lot of the buzz online is, uh, you know, if his reality show is going to be in jeopardy uh, with roads to the top, maybe not being able to be renewed for season two. Now, if he does go, uh, you know, back to the WWE versus the independence. But it, it'll be interesting to see how it works out. I mean, I think his character development has been interesting on AEW. Uh, so I think, you know, I think any shakeups right now are good for both brands. I mean, I really like them on AEW. So, you know, I would have liked to see him there. But uh, I'm sure if it's not a work that there'll be something behind it. But, yeah, <laughs> I think any shakeups are, are good. And, you know, it is WrestleMania season. And I think with Brock Lesnar being, you know, a friendlier, happier-go-lucky version of himself. That seems to be helping the WWE. So maybe, uh, you know, AEW needed something to kind of, uh, you know, balance that out. And the best thing that I love about wrestling, and me and Mars were talking about before, is that, you know, at some point, Cody will come out, you know, he'll show up on whether it's WWE programming or somewhere else. You know, there's Impact this weekend. Until we find out what really is his plan, 
the rumor mill in wrestling is very entertaining to speculate what's going on. And that's been, that's been the best part about today is just everybody saying, Oh, this is what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. And it's just very entertaining just reading Twitter and, and everything else on social media. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I thought it was quite funny. Um, a conspiracy theory is that Cody Rhodes is actually a plant for Vince and went to AEW or went to work there with Tony the initial days because he wanted to see the direction of the company and all the secrets. And now he can go back to the WWE to Vince. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> see? <laughs> I mean, you could make that into a storyline, or if it was real, uh, you know, it, it. I would honestly, what I wouldn't be surprised, and and a lot of people haven't talked about it. Who's the brand new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion? Woo woo woo. Exactly. Who's woo woo woo's known best friend? Cody. Oh, yeah, Cody. Who, who is? Uh, probably the most, besides Ric Flair, famous NWA World's heavyweight champion. Dusty. There you go. But I think, because you know what, WWE pay a lot of tribute to, to Dusty Rhodes. Right now they have the Dusty Cup on NXT. Um, and I think it would be good for one of his kids to be a part of that, because that's their dad's legacy. Dusty had a huge legacy in NWA. We had talked about that. I mean, not NWA, NST. And we were talking about, you know, the, the rumors that a rebrand of NST. I could totally see Kobe, Cody being the new face of NST. That would be a good idea. I know Brandy, Brandy's got a podcast, basically, where she interviews AEW stars. So is she going to scrap that? What's it called? A shot of brandy or something like that? Yeah, that, I think there's so many things in in question right now. You know, you you brought up Dustin and his and his daughter. Um, you know, he, Dustin did come out and say that he's not going anywhere. He likes AEW, so you know, I they might be fine. But yeah, Cody does. Yeah, because that's that's what I was thinking too. Like, if this is not a work and they're not a part of the company anymore. Like what happens to the Nightmare Factory and all the students and you know talent that comes out of there that works AEW Elevation and Dark. What happens to uh, QT? Like does he still you know have like a role with AEW behind the scenes? What happens to Dustin? You know I don't know, but it's going to be very interesting in the next couple of weeks to see what happens next. Hey David. Isn't um, this like when uh, Eric Bishop went from Thing to WWE, WWE? A bit similar. I know, like, Cody's not on the level of Eric Bischoff. However, it's kind of similar because Cody was, like, the executive vice president, right? I mean, you could honestly say that promo he gave when he came back and said, you know, the elephant in the room promo, there's a lot of truth to that. There may not be an AEW without Cody betting on himself, making that list, posting it on the internet. He was really the creator of the Forbidden Door and gave credibility to the Bullet Club, where, along with Kenny Omega's matches, 
he did some great work when he was the Ring of Honor champion and he had the ring, his creativity. He had a little running impact. He was doing big things in New Japan. So, arguably, there would not be an AEW without him jumping ship and really being the first person to bet on himself. You're absolutely right. He, he did so much to build himself up and pair himself with the right people. Even Chris Jericho kind of teased that he would return to WWE. I know Kevin Owens has got Chris Jericho as his profile picture on Twitter. And uh, Chris Jericho said, well, you never know, you might see me soon or something like that. So that's interesting. And I think Chris Jericho is WWE. When you think of like the greatest history, his, like in history, uh, wrestlers at WWE, you think of Chris Jericho, even like from when you basically watch him grown up in in that brand. And I think ending his career, he should end his career in WWE. I mean, I think he's done everything that there is to be done in AEW, honestly. And at his advanced age, clearly, it looks like the inner circle is on its way out. He he may have only one run left in him. He's not going to be the world champ in AEW again. You know, I don't see him going back into the title picture for the remainder of his career. Why not? You know, his contract has to be close to running up. This is the third year of AEW. They signed three-year contracts. If 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 um what's his name? If Cody's contract is expired, Chris Jericho has to be close to expiring. This could be why they're doing the breakup of the inner circle, and I could see him showing back up for Mania season. And the crazy part, like one of the things that is still the the unknown in all this is that uh, Cody was like you said EVP. Chris Jericho was supposed to be one of the people that. Helped uh, brand this company and get it. So, my microphone keeps. So, where does this, where does this lead some of the guys? Like, whenever they're, like, do they have money invested in the company? Do they have to get bought out or what? I can see where they think got a little too. Has Cody got shares in AEW? It's not well, public, is it? It's not a no, public company yet. Yeah, no. AEW is privately owned, so there wouldn't be any stock shares. Um, he said he wasn't even on the payroll, so I think he more than likely, as an EVP, before Tony Khan took away a lot of their booking power, <clears throat> I think they had booking power. I think they had, you know, stroke on who they brought in with the company, and I think they had, you know, kind of stroke over their own booking I think a lot of that's been taken away, and that might be another reason why he didn't resign. Because what is he doing? You know, Tony Khan has broadcasted, "I'm the Booker, I'm the Booker." You know, he's taking credit for that solely. I'm the Booker, so we know that there's rumored friction between uh, Matt and Kenny and 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 um, Cody. You know, maybe he's like, you know what, I. I can I can build me again. I bet on myself once before. I bet on myself that I can go in WWE and become a bigger star than ever. Yeah, and he's 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 a bigger star now, and because he's got that TV show where I don't know if has it has it debuted yet with T Pain. Is it 
Is it out yet? Because I've seen yeah. the advert. Yeah, it's is on it good? Yeah, it's in season two, actually. Yep. Is it good? Is it like pretty... Americans Got Talent, basically? It's like that, but Carnival. Yeah, it's not as good as America's Got Talent or anything like that. Yeah, nobody's singing. It's like somebody stapling his balls. Yeah, that's that's the one of the episodes I saw. That's crazy. Yeah, Cody kicked him in the balls as hard as he could, and the guy was like, But AEW ah. signing so many people on a regular, on a weekly basis. Like they need to, they need to recycle it. You know, some people walk in and some people walk out. It's just that we didn't see uh, Cody leaving. You know, and then uh, there, again, I've seen like so much speculations, even like journalists, writers in the wrestling, um, saying, oh. It's confirmed that Cody is in talks with WWE right now. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what to be- I mean, dude, when, till now, we don't know what's going on with The Fiend, right? And since since he left the WWE, there has been so much speculations. And still today, I don't know how many months it's been. There's nothing on The Fiend. There's not even like his close friends have spilled anything. That is like the best kept secret of wrestling. No one knows what's going on with that. I think uh, Bray or or Wyndham. I think right now it, it's really not as shocking. I think he's working on his mental health. I think he um, had some things going on mentally, and I think he's recharging, getting his batteries. I'm sure he the when while while he was the thing for those two years, his merch was out of this world. So I'm sure he stacked a pretty penny. And I think right now he's just like, you know, let me get myself together, get myself healthy, get my life right, and then he'll make his decision. I want to see Roman versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania so bad. Uh, I know I said to you, Mars, earlier, like, I don't know who it was, another journalist. I need to stop reading the friggin' wrestling news. KO is rumored to have the last match with Steve Austin. Oh, JD. Because JD was like, why the fuck is WWE keep bringing old men back to wrestling? And I'm like, there's old men, but then there's Austin. Like, Austin is not your regular old guy. This guy is, what if not, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time on the mic like can you imagine the the biggest job especially now when they need that kind of pull Austin to still today is like one of the highest merch sellers people still buy his shit I um, think he was so, the top merch seller last year yeah he was he's like he's amazing the promos between KO and Austin would just be gold I could just watch a Wrestlemania, them going back and forth. And Kevin Owens' hero is Steve Austin. And so for him, I think it would be amazing. You get to, like, have the last match with your hero. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he'd have a problem doing the job for Stone Cold. Maybe that's why he re-signed recently because he knew that he would get um, a match with Steve Austin. 
I mean, I'm sure they threw everything on the table in negotiations to make sure he resigned. That was one person they couldn't afford to lose. And you see him and Sammy, their loyalty is being rewarded. I think WWE is using them as a message like, okay, you resign, we'll put you in good spots, we'll you know, put you in the highlight. But do you guys think this Cody Rhodes thing is a work? I don't think so. I think it's legit. I think something transpired. I had a feeling when he lost that title to uh, Sammy, and clearly they were kind of having problems with Sammy. I think they put the belt on him to appease him. He got COVID, the contract didn't sign, and something happened. And I knew when he dropped that belt, I said, I got a sneaking suspicion he's done. Yeah, I want to have so much stock in AEW. Like, he's the EVP. His wife is the CFO. They have a reality show on TNT. He's part of, the, of another show on TBS. He has so much stock in AEW. It makes zero sense for him to leave, man. And Unless he's unhappy. And at the end of the day, if you're unhappy and someone throws... You know if he signs with WWE events bat the Brinks truck up to his house and he's got a little kid and if he's unhappy and I can make the same amount of money yeah I mean crazy how they uh, fired a bunch of people for budget cuts but let's back up the money truck for Cody Rhodes I don't think anyone believed the budget cuts when they're making more revenue than ever there is no budget when you're making billions of dollars Right, but you know, if you're like Vince McMahon, uh, Cody Rhodes is worth a lot of money just for the perception that Cody went to just went underwater. It's worth to pay. Like maybe that fire, the fire that burned crazy. He was like, "I'm done with this company, man. They want me to do hardcore shit. I'm injuring myself physically." You know the match that he had with Andrade, and it went botched, and he ended up like really injured. So maybe, and they like in AW is a hardcore company. Like they want to see hardcore shit. The fans want to see hardcore shit. Maybe he's really not about that life, and he's like. Well, I can't be doing this. I've like I'm a dad. I've got a kid. I can't be jumping in fire every week. But I don't think anyone asked him to do that. I think that was more him trying to do some crazy shit, you know. But like you said, the audience sort of expects you to go overboard every time. So I get what you mean. Still, yeah, I'm sure if he didn't want to do that, he could have said no, and they wouldn't push the issue. Yeah, for sure. I don't think he, I think I have a feeling he pitched it himself, you know. It, it was definitely like... his idea. It was his yeah, idea. For sure. But that's security. I mean, although I don't know how security in WWE can even be said in the same sentence because they pretty much rent you like an old blockbuster video and they'll cut you in. So it's not a guaranteed contract. Yeah, every every WWE contract is 90 days. That's yeah. what people say. Yeah, so it's it's not anything that's guaranteed, and um, so yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting, um, but if done right, it could really, 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 really be uh, huge. Yeah, especially yeah. since WrestleMania is coming up, it's like perfect timing for him to perfect timing to get squashed by Roman. <laughs> 
he needs to just do a one and done with Triple H, but we all know Triple H ain't healthy enough to come back in the ring anytime soon. So even if he does, what's the one person that he can face off with? I'm thinking Seth Rollins. Is it, is it Rollins in the chamber match? He is. Yeah, Mars brought up Randy thing. Orton earlier. I thought that was a good pick too. Their whole legacy background. Oh yeah, that could definitely be a, a good story to do, actually. And Randy is like the WWE guy, you know. He's been with them for so long, all his career basically. So he can be the WWE guy against Cody Rhodes, who's the outsider, I guess now. Yeah. Plus, that they have the legacy story. And even that link, you know, obviously, you know, I, I don't think we'll ever see Triple H in the ring again due to his cardiac event. But if even if Triple H used Randy Orton as his surrogate for a match, you know, Cody yeah. comes in and, you know, you have Triple H in the background and, you know, uh, and then I had mentioned um, earlier, I so, said, you know, if Trip, say Cody ends up running NXT, you know what I mean? And then he goes out to Triple H and, you know, out with the old and with the new, you know, I'm, and Triple H gets Randy Orton to kick his ass at Mania for him. There's so many options. Actually, yeah. Orton is the best feud he can do, to be honest. The biggest feud he can do, like the, the one that makes most sense story-wise. If if uh, Triple H is not healthy, of course. Or they can do some reality show schmoz. Ah, the new Miz and Maurice. Oh God, I don't want to see Miz and Cody versus Brandy and. No, no, no. Uh, no. Uh, don't want. Don't even speak that in existence. Don't even bring the maze into existence right now when it comes to that. Maze is underrated, man. Honestly. He's good on the mic. He sounds like a radio host. I think Miz is great. And I think, you know, when given when they take away the stupid comedy gimmicks and things of that nature, uh, I think you know, he plays that sniveling, cheating, really smart guy that you hate really well. He really does. He's one of those guys that, you know, he's been around for so long now. I'm looking forward to once he decides to call quits in the ring, what's his next life going to bring? Is it going to be behind the commentary desk or is he just going to go full Hollywood? Because it, dude has it, you know, whenever he talks. And I don't know what what he's going to do next, but he makes money and that's what he's going to continue to do, I think. As long as, as, long as he has um, the, um, his own show right now, I think that's what's going to fill some time for him, but, you know, he is a great talker shit like that, so I can definitely see him replacing, like, you know, like Jimmy Smith that's on the commentary table for Raw and replacing him, and he could be one of the three, or it could be down to a two-man commentary group, him and him and one other person can fill those slots. I think the Miz could be the king, and I missed the two-man commentary b- booth. He could be the Jerry the King Lawler of the next twenty years if he decided to be on commentary. Next thirty years. That's a good point. I could definitely see that. Yeah, 
I used to do some commentary before, like a few years ago, on main event and stuff, and he was really good at it. So. Are you guys excited for Elimination Chamber? Meh. Yeah, meh. <laughs> a little more excited than what I would be for a normal uh, Saudi Arabia event. I like that they are actually making this a legit regular event instead of just being, okay, we're just going over Saudi Arabia to collect a paycheck. Right. And, and, and Is it like the last woman to be in Elimination Chamber, the, the yeah. one that they were like... They didn't announce for a while. Yep. So, see a lot of women wrestling in t-shirts and full body suits. That's going to be exciting. Pretty much. I know. The only one I think will be looking the weirdest is Rhea. Just because I'm so used to seeing her in like leather bras. And I can't even imagine her with a long long sleeve t-shirt on. But at least they're going to be on the show. And there's going to be a lot more of them than what's normally on there. Very oh, yeah, true. Right. Yes. I'm excited that I can watch it on a, on a normal hour and not have to stay up until 2 a.m. to watch it. Me too, man. Seriously. Why do you think Kevin Owens isn't going? He's very anti the him, Sami Zayn. You know, him and Sami are best friends. He never goes over there. Um, just, just like Sami Zayn never goes over there. Daniel Bryan wouldn't go over there. Uh, John Cena turned down um, a trip. A John lot of it is weird. He'll go to China and discredit Taiwan and and do all of that. Like they're killing Muslims in China. Do you know what I'm saying? Like for being Muslim, and not to get political, but like, how does that make any sense? Because John Cena is a movie star, so he knows the second biggest audience for movies is China and. That's the that could be the end all be all of a movie's profitability. If if China says no, you can't play us in China. That's hundreds of millions of dollars that a blockbuster isn't going to make. So when he had, when he said those comments about China, obviously the movie studio was like, "Fix it. You speak Mandarin, fix it." So he had, he came back real quick. Yeah, he did. He, I, I still see people are upset with him a lot, but. Uh, you know, he he tried to at least backpedal as best as he could and try to smooth the situation over. I think he's going to be in good hands because Peacemaker is a phenomenal show. So, I'm I'm currently on episode five. I didn't finish that one yet today, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I I'm a I'm a huge DC comic fan from growing up, but DC movies just don't do it for me. But DC shows they they're usually pretty solid. Oh yeah, yeah. They've always the DC animated has always been great, and um, but yeah, the DC EU movies have been you know pretty hot trash. Suicide Squad, the second one, I thought was good. The one that had Peacemaker and Idris Elba. It was that's okay for me. Yeah, that's that's one reason why I didn't really go into the Peacemaker TV series so much because. I like the Suicide Squad, the second one, just as much as I like the first one, which wasn't a whole lot. But I'm, really? I'm enjoying this series a whole lot more than the movie. I hated the first one, but I really liked the second yeah. one. A lot of people did. That, that that seemed to be the general consensus on that movie, was it was better than the yeah. first one for a lot of people. The I first one was trying too hard.
And then Impact, I don't really watch it, but their biggest star, his contract just ended, right? Joshua Alexander. That's um, leaving. And he's was... he's on a work visa, right? I think he's Canadian. He is. So, yeah, he has. So, not only is he out, his contract expired, but his work visa expired. So, whoever he decides to negotiate with, you know, it, it's not like he's going to pop up, you know, this weekend somewhere. He's got to get that whole situation figured out before he can return to work anywhere. And I won't call him their biggest star. He's he's really, from my understanding, I've never watched one of his matches, but I interviewed Impact, a ref for Impact oh, for my podcast. Really? Oh, he's um, and he, Yeah, that's what he said. He said that that's his favorite wrestler um, of all time. Well, not of all time, currently. Like, he was just, like, praising him. Like, you got to check out Joshua Alexander. Like, he's amazing. And then when Sports Illustrated released... If you find it incredible, they're top ten wrestlers. I think Josh was like eight. He should. I think he should have some music opening. You got out. What did you say? I'm not sure what happened there, but I agree. Josh Alexander, he was actually my one of my contenders for male wrestler of the year. Flat in 2021, I think I think he brought a whole lot of eyes, not a whole lot of eyes on Impact, but the people that he brought, he was him that brought to, to see exactly kind of what Zack Ryder is trying to do with NWA and GCW. Josh Alexander was trying to do an Impact last year. So why are they not renewing his contract then? I have I haven't heard anything. I don't know if it's more him that just decided not to renew, or if it was him. You know, I, I don't know. This is just me speculating, but I was wondering if the whole issue with Moose, where you know they gave him the title, but they took it off him right away and put it on Moose, if that had anything to do with it, probably didn't help. <laughs> the way they he was, were, it seemed like they were trying to, you know, give him the ball and run with it, and then it just, in an instant, completely changed just for a shock value. Oh, he's going to Japan. Hey, um, did anyone talk about uh, the title change at Elimination Chamber? Does anyone think Goldberg gets the title and then drops it on the next snap, SmackDown? I think Brock. Wait, eliminate, eliminate. Oh, God, if 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 Goldberg gets it, I don't know. That's gonna make, be the weirdest thing, right? It's gonna be the weirdest thing ever because in reality. You want it to make sense, right? And in reality, it just makes no sense. But then apparently the king of Saudi Arabia and all his family love Goldberg and they will keep booking him till the I think he's gotta get the title, right? Because there's no build up. He didn't beat anybody. He's just, you know, number one contender based on a match that didn't happen a couple years ago. So I think if you're gonna book it and, you know, everyone's got eyes on Roman for the streak. So I think you beat the streak in Saudi. You have the king of Saudi give Goldberg the belt. And then you have Reigns just, you know, retire Goldberg uh, the next week on SmackDown. But I think now, much like people are going to be talking about Cody Rhodes until something happens, I think now people will be talking about Goldberg, which I think is a good buildup for WrestleMania. 
because I don't think they probably have plans for him at WrestleMania. Um, so I, I think that would be at least something that gets people talking. I, I think the way the WWE books, I don't think they'll do that. But then I don't – I think you need some level of unpredictability at a pay-per-view because I think a lot of people didn't think there was, you know, that much going on at the Rumble. So I think it would be uh, besides Ronda Rousey, right? So uh, I think if Goldberg wins the title, you, you get the shock value. And then I think Reigns just takes it back and you just book him better for uh, WrestleMania. I, I know a lot of people said that they're going to stop watching uh, WWE <laughs> if Goldberg wins. Rumor is this is his last date on his contract, you know, so if that's true and he doesn't he doesn't resign with anything more, you know, usually the thing is that you go out, you know, and you you do the job to, to whoever you're wrestling and you go out, you know, by do on a not necessarily on a high note, but uh, just doing the respect for who you're wrestling. And I, I'd rather I don't know if Goldberg beating Roman does anything for Roman's title reign or everything they've been trying to do. I'd rather see someone young come in and beat Roman and and really like, you know, shake him to the core. Which I thought was going to be Big E, but you know that changed. I I don't know. I don't think they have anybody in place right now to beat Roman, but I don't think Goldberg's the right person to do it. Definitely not Goldberg. Goldberg's not going to win when it comes to Saturday and taking it off of Roman. Because what sense would that make? And then you have to re-sign Goldberg for another two dates, two more years, or four dates in two years, just to keep him around, just to try kind of continue off that storyline a little down the road, like in like as in another um in in another chapter. And I just don't think right now it would be the smart thing for them to do, um, to book him to keep going until two thousand and what twenty four. Because normally WWE will give him two year contracts, but give him four dates. Yeah, that sounds right. Goldberg also has said he has to get reconstructive shoulder surgery. So, um, I I think this is simply to make up for the WrestleMania that they didn't get to have because of COVID. He goes out on his back, takes some time off, gets his shoulder fixed, and you know then they can look at renegotiating. Next time, the Saudi Arabian prince asks for Goldberg. <laughs> Or, I mean, I have no fucking idea. Or bring back Ryback and disguise him as Goldberg. <laughs> I don't ever want to see Ryback in a wrestling <laughs> ring ever again. I know I know that's a little bit overreaching, but I was like, what if? Now, Ryback Goldberg, when Ryback was popular, that would have been a match that would have been actually interesting. Definitely not now. I don't need to see that at all. No, no. That I, nah. I only want to see that's like looking at a snuff film. I'm not into that. They're gonna try to keep bringing in legends to just a feed I mean just to feed them to Roman. Cause they got really no one really that's on that level as Roman that looks like he could be that they could be a threat to take the universal title off him. And, and here's a question for you guys. You know, WWE, the rumor has been that they don't want to create big stars anymore because they don't want them leaving and going off, you know, like Cena and The Rock have done. You know, they want, they just want to build, you know, their, their talent and, you know, however long they last, they last in the company. 
you know, does I think that hinders the company because here they are, they're requiring on the star power of yesteryear and instead of creating new stars for tomorrow. It's definitely the dumbest business plan I've ever heard in my life. And I've heard Cena say that. I've heard Triple H say that. I've heard a lot of people say that, that, you know, the star is WWE. The brand is the star. And everybody's a cog in the machine. But it, it, it's, it's, it's utterly ridiculous because we all are, are here in this chat room because there was somebody, a Hulk, be it a Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, a Stone Cold, a Rock, a superstar that said, let me look at this. Nobody said, oh, let me just look at random guys in WWE because that's what I want to do. Yeah, I yeah, I gotta pick it off of Sean real quick. Um, yeah, Vince McMahon philosophy when it comes to that is stupid because he's seen it happen before with Hulk. You see how far that he could take it. You see how Stone Cold could take it during TV appearances when he was champion in 98, 99, such when the rock was red hot at the time, 1999, 2001, he was off to the races. There was no turn back from it. And that was the first time that Vince said, okay, we can get more exposure because we're using one of our guys to actually be our spokesman out there in the Hollywood world. He needs to just keep continuing that and just say, okay, well, right now, the only person that could be that has one foot in the door in WWE and one foot in Hollywood right now is Roman Reigns right now. And he decides to say, he decides to say, you know what? Yeah, I've done everything I can in WWE. I'm done. And he just said, like, you know what? I'm retired from wrestling, and I'm going straight into pro wrestling. Vince said, yo, Vince can't do shit about that. What about Sasha? Isn't she doing stuff in Hollywood? Yeah, she's in that um that Star Wars um TV deal that's on um, with Disney Plus. So I know sooner or later she's she's gonna want to keep exploring. So is Charlotte. So is Becky. There's a few of them out there that's primed up to take that next step. It's just a, it's just the question is, will Vince McMahon be petty enough to keep them back and say, no, I need you guys here for another five more years? You're already hindering them to say, yo, I so I need you to stay because you got all my top draw. But meanwhile, they can be top draws and have other people outside of wrestling be attracted to WWE because that's where they came from. I think that's part of why the whole reason why Charlotte, you know, gets promoted as much as she does because they know that she's on such borrowed time because you know USA picked her up to star in a series uh whenever that will debut there's no word on that and she's already come out and said hey you know i want to have a family and i'm on limited time to start that so i think i think that's part of the reason why you know we just constantly get that here's another title for charlotte here's another title for charlotte here's another title for charlotte because they know at some point she's just going to call it quits and you know she's going to get either go off to hollywood or go off to start her family and I, th- I think Sasha is another one. I'm I'm really surprised Alexa hasn't gotten any calls from Hollywood yet, because I think she's just so incredibly talented on, uh, in her on her character development. Now, do you I see? You guys, sorry, go on. Um, no, I was just gonna say I know you guys don't believe that, don't think that they're building stars yet, but they really are working with Bianca. Like Bianca's making so much appearances in like sports in the sports world, so she's not joining like. Hollywood, but she's joining like the elites of sports. Uh, where like she's like, if you see her Instagram, she's always a Stephanie McMahon, she's like Stephanie McMahon's favorite. You know how they have their favorite, she is definitely, and she's getting a massive push outside of wrestling and like 
meeting with other famous athletes because they're promoting her as like one of the greatest athletes of all time because she's been training in track since she was like five years old. But she's I don't I don't think she could go Hollywood because I don't think she's a good on the mic or an actor. But like as an athlete, she's unbelievable. She can lift Otis like easily. And so yeah, I've seen I've seen them pushing her. Like she's always with Stephanie on Instagram and doing appearances and stuff. So I think they're really pushing Bianca. I, I agree with that. I think that's part of um my I think that's part of my argument with the whole thing that they don't want to push stars. I think that if the the talent is there, they're going to rise to the top no matter what. And Bianca is a perfect example of that, Sophia, that, you know, everybody knows that she has star power. So why not just put the, uh, push the rocket on her and let her just fly with it. And, you know, just put her more in, uh, in pop culture things. instead of just, you know, letting her do her own thing on the side. Just let everybody involved, you know, market her and market her and market her with, with whatever. Yeah, for sure. And that's what Bianca's a draw. Like, she's bringing, she, they're doing, like, she's going to schools, you know, so the kids can get familiar with her. And uh, she's she's inspiring, obviously. She's got a good story. And so she, she's going to be big. They're building Bianca, definitely. I give it at least five years before Bianca starts coming up or more on TV and maybe a nice little cameo in a movie. And then all of a sudden, that I mean that rocket is gonna be lit. And all of a sudden there's gonna be more opportunity that's gonna come knocking on her door and now she's gonna to have to pick and choose. I think Montez will be do you know what I was thinking like Bianca's like clearly one of the the brand's favorites, yeah. And I like Montez Ford, but I feel like he will get dropped at some point because he doesn't he's missing something like that X factor of being like arrogant which the WWE love and like will that affect is that like do you think they're only keeping him because of Bianca because then you think of Charlotte and Andrade I don't really know about their relationship like were they dating when Andrade was in NXT um because obviously Charlotte's still with WWE so would that affect Bianca and Montez and they're married too right Montez's relationship I mean, no, it, I mean, nah, I mean, nah, it won't really affect Bianca, but it'll definitely affect Angel Dawkins because he's technically on the bottom of the toilet bowl when it comes to those three. They rather keep Montez because they because he got something that Angel just doesn't have, and he's sorry, just so sorry, sorry. there right now just because you need another half of the tag team. Montez got some charisma. I think he could make a good singles run. Yes, he can. He, has, but he definitely can. He has the charisma. Angelo tweeted on Sunday, I don't want to go on Raw. Like, and then Keith Lee responded and was like, I feel sorry for you or some shit. So that's, uh, I don't think he he likes yeah. being there. Wait, who? Angelo Dawkins. If you look at his twi- tweet, he said, I don't want to go to Raw tomorrow. Oh. Oh, that's because of the, uh, the, the, the Super Bowl game. game? Yeah. That's something else. I don't think that's no. Yeah, that has something to do with um Montez rule for um the Rams, which which ended up yeah. winning. Yeah, that's a Super Bowl thing. That's not yeah. 
Yeah, because he's been pretty good too. He, he got a win over Dolph Ziggler in a singles match. He, I don't think he's frustrated. Oh, wait, did Keith Lee respond to that tweet? Yeah. yeah. Why? What did he say? I feel sorry for you, basically. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. I think yeah. Yeah. that time, though, there were many talking about like the uh, like the football game because like he uh, he was really going hard for the Bengals. And like even even after that, put, posted a picture of him like. In the oh, he's a Bengals fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so he, he was, was off the bench. I was going and for the Rams. Oh, the Bengals. Yeah. Was talking mad shit on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, so Keith Lee, so Keith Lee was saying he he was still sorry for because he was a Bengals fan. Oh, yeah. okay. I was nah, I was getting confused. Hey, wait, what was going on? No, okay, okay, now I get it. It it's was, something to do with football. Yeah. The, the football crazy thing. part is, though, a lot of people did take it as, like, he really meant, like, he wasn't happy at WWE. Like, some people were like, yo, like, like, like look, look at his past tweets. Like, he was talking Bengals all that time. And then, like, when they lost, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was devastating. <laughs> Loki hilarious. Loki hilarious. I feel. But, but they're like, getting a good run, though. They keep on winning. Oh, yeah. Definitely, I, I I don't. They won last night. I was surprised. I feel like they love the new Usos. I, I you know, I, I feel like they could like like really could be like the, the next like really really like top top tag team. But I like I, I'm a little bit scared because I know you guys were talking about you know like Montez probably going singles. I think they might be pushing for that soon because like, um, I think it was uh Serge said um. Angelo Dawkins sometimes like they 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 like he's pretty much is the lower one on the totem pole when it comes to if they split you know like like we yes, talked yes. about that on the pod like we was like if they split what do you see for Angelo Dawkins like do you see them actually putting him in a title picture or do you see him them just push him to the side almost like they did look I, like when I think about it I think about they it, got Matt Rodney in the Rodney brothers oh yeah like being the shadow like a Canadian Undertaker type. Oh, but I think Angelo Dawkins has shown he could. I mean, they gave him a single, a big singles win with Dobbs Ziggler that one time. Like, I think he could. It, it, I don't think he. It, it will be something like. It won't be like a Mario Janelli and Shawn Michaels deal. Like Mario Janelli gets forgotten about and Shawn Michaels becomes a star. Like that would do. I think uh, he. I, he, he I, I, I feel. I feel he's going to be in that Mad Cop Mass uh, Moss and Baron Corbin. You know. Points that I feel that's the position is gonna be if Montez leaves. Yeah. If Montez, I, I know Montez definitely gonna be the the future. Yeah. He has the more upside of the two, I think. Yeah, um, you know, so because he has the more charisma, I think. That shit. That 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 started with uh all the way in NXT, especially when they won that uh that yeah, yeah. for the tag team titles. Everybody was like, "Yo, Montez." Yeah. Strap the U.S. title, strap the Intercontinental title. Hell, take them all. Yeah, the strap them to the ground. Take, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. Like, he he has like he, he has potential. Like some people were saying, future Universal Champion back then. Like, <laughs> or like, and I think he could be. You know, he could be a future world champion even. What are you gonna do when Crazy Rose joins the WWE, Serge? <laughs> 
I've been watching everyone on Twitter. I'm like, it's so funny. All these AEW fans that are Cody Rhodes fans are all of a sudden, oh, Cody wasn't that great. He's the one that started AEW. He helped AEW become a twin I feel more people leave AEW because I um, it's been reported that Cody signed a between a three to five million dollar yearly deal, so that's that's crazy, you know. Wait, Cody, what? Like the Wrestling Observer reporting that they probably paid him between what three Melza? to five million deal. Huh? <laughs> oh, Melza. Oh, that's a sore spot. I low key fucking that. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I. It's hard to really trust Melzer nowadays. It's like, yeah. Yeah. He he puts his personal feelings with everything nowadays, and that's like it's like okay, bro. Are you saying this because it's actually news? Or are you saying this because you feel this way? Yeah, it, most wrestling journalists do these days too. They, yeah, but if if it's really true that they paid him at least three million dollars, that's crazy, man. That's that's really crazy. I feel people like Jade um, that have that star power. People like Jade. People like you know. Wardlow or other guys might be looking like, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's the I I, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. What um, happened? What did I? I missed something. I missed what you, you said. Know what I'm saying I. I feel more people might leave, like, right. like you know, like the Kevin Owens situation, because of these the amounts being paid, and also Cody, and like three million dollars, you know. Like Kevin Owens, right? Yeah, like Kevin Owens, you know, like Kevin, you know, you know, AEW fans were hundred percent sure, like um, Kevin and Sammy, when their contracts expired, they were going to AEW, and yeah. you know, they just signed contracts now. Plus, yeah, so yeah everyone was saying they're gonna come to AEW and then they just stayed, and now Cody's leaving. It seems like the ship, the ship, like I heard Circle and what's his name, Jay White, wanted to come to WWE. Like, yeah. I don't think AEW is an attractive place now, like it once was, it once was. Like, like, it was not like, oh, like, you know, it's not like the. Like, yeah, the you know, everyone was like, oh, everyone's coming to AEW now, like, oh, CM Punk, you know. Now it's yeah. kind of changing again. I think some people are finally uh, seeing how, like, especially one thing. One thing that um, during, I say during like the no fans era and COVID era, one thing that really sh- that really showed out was that um, WWE and even AEW is not the end all be all. It's like if, even if they don't go yeah. to WWE, you have people now saying, you know what, I'll be happier in MLW. You have some people saying, you know what, I'll be happier in, in, in NWA. Like. Not, yeah, like or Impact people. Wrestling or New Japan, yeah. maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. showing that, like, that's why, I, like, even I, like, yeah, the, the the big name is Forbidden Door, but it's like really, it's just the door is wide open, forbidden or not. Now the door is wide open. Everybody's eyes are open to see. Even for fans, they're like, "Yo, like, do you see all this wrestling that's around?" Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's not just like people thought AEW was the only alternative to WWE, but there's a like, indie scene that's been on fire. Like, a lot of these right. things have been doing good. And, and then now that they're realizing, yeah, yeah, so it's not just AEW. It's like a lot of these, there's a lot of places to go other than WWE. 
Especially AEW. WWE right now, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm a W. Like, there's a lot of these companies, bro. It's not, it's not just two places. Mm-hmm. Now, you know. Yeah, like me myself. Um, I'm, I'm from, um, uh, I'm from Cali, and I found like, like my eyes got open. It felt like, um, uh, PCW Ultra. Um, yeah. I got to meet uh, Jacob Fatu, uh, Almighty Sheik. Uh, this is where oh. Penta came from. Swerve Scott. I'm like, bro, bro, what? It's crazy, man. I got to see yeah. Hammerstone. I'm like, dude, this, this is amazing. <laughs> Shit, man. I got to see Marshall Slim up here in Boston, Massachusetts, just like a month ago. That was fucking Ooh. awesome to me. I got to see that, man. I got to see, um, what's the other one? Um, Jeff Cobb up here at Wrestle 2 and Matt Cardone coming to Beyond oh, Wrestle. So I was more like, what the fuck was this? Like, I was actually more shocked yeah. than I'm like, yo, these little IWTV events that you get for $10 a month are doing way yeah. better than what the fuck that you would get on Peacock right now. Hell yeah. yeah. Even, and, and WWE has been showing some indie companies on the, on the, on the Peacock, like, uh, What's that pro- pro- progress promotion? Yeah, progress, yeah. And some others. So like they've been helping now with the, with getting more eyes on the indie scene as well. You know, and, and they I think they're having Mickey James on the Royal Rumble has helped impact wrestling and ratings and getting more eyes on the impact wrestling product. So I mean, yeah, it's like so it's not just WWE and AEW, there's like a lot of promotions getting attention now, you know? Like Right. It's all and it's and it's because I guess a little bit of the open, the forbidden door type of stuff with AEW and now WWE, you know. You know, with that, I, 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 I say yeah. since you mentioned the the Impact title, uh, the Knockoff title, yeah. I will I will say this, and I will give WWE their due for that because I oh. feel like I feel like what they did with Mickey James alone. Yeah, that was did really way did, did way better for Impact than what AEW did with Christian winning the Impact Championship. Oh yeah, AEW's partnership yeah. with Impact I don't think helped Impact that much at, at all. And <laughs> WWE worked it only working like that one like like just it's the Royal Rumble spot having Mickey come out with the title and her theme song from TNA, all that shit. Get that mention and the mention from on Fox TV about Impact. All that shit, Pat McAfee, like all that brought attention more to the impact than AEW ever. You know, yeah. AEW didn't really help impact at all. That's why they're related they to them. They buried them ever since when Kenny Omega had won the Impact World title. No matter yeah. who the fuck that he faced over there, he buried every fucking body. So yeah. what? So so what good? So what good was that even intentionally doing for Impact at that time period? Nothing. I, I've been saying that, bro. Like, it, like WWE hasn't been working with Impact that for that long, and they already have shown more of a better partnership than the, it, Impact had with AEW. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's true. Like Kenny Omega being the world champion, like he treated that title like nothing. Like, like even Bully Ray, I think, got mad about how it, Kenny was treating the title, right? Yeah, and Bully Ray got mad. At- yeah, but like it's like it's just a joke. He just treated it like a joke. Like it was a prop. Like, it was like a little prop. Yeah, it was like a little toy, a little collection of toys. Like you didn't really. I like, think what? the worst thing. I think the worst thing they really they ever did like uh, for that title was when when I think it was like yeah when Kenny had the match for the title against Christian, 
and the commentary was burying that title. They were like, oh, this the Impact title is not as good as our title. I said, what? Why would you even say that? I was, that, I was, that's, and exactly, I was like, what the hell? Why is Impact working with these people? They just keep burying the company and their title. Like, I've been saying that for the longest, so I, I'm not shocked that Impact eventually stopped working with the AEW. Then, yeah, I mean, they talk so much shit too about Impact. Like, he says, oh, Impact has nobody. Oh, they all suck. You know, like, Tony's a little bitch, bro. He just talks all this shit. He's, he's like the Donald Trump of wrestling or something, like on Twitter. Like he just he doesn't stop tweeting. <laughs> he didn't either, he just shut the fuck up, Tiny Tony. That's why people most of the this is the reason why me and a lot of people are tired of AWs because of people like Tony reminding me of Dixie Carter back in the day even. Oh Bro, Tony doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tiny Tony just shut the fuck up already, bro. He, he's the making AEW look bad. He doesn't you know like, mean like seriously. I mean, like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? The grass is green on the other side, but the fertilizer may be bullshit. That's AEW right now. That's pretty much the good line. Reezy, you had your hand up. Is there something you wanted to say? No, I agree and say, I mean, they did the same thing with their AAA partnership and they're still doing the same thing. I mean, we can't forget about the match with Kenny and Andrade at Triple Mania. Tony Khan, and this is actually confirmed, Tony Khan called AAA and said, yo, I don't want Kenny dropping the belt to Andrade. And yeah. Andrade's in Mexico at his home. Yeah. He, was at, he was in his own home. You know, people can talk bad about Vince all they want, but like Tony has his little things, and at least Vince doesn't be tweeting like constantly, like Tony, Tony does and just Tony. I think Tony always wants every time Tony helps like Ring of Honor or some another company. He wants all the. He, he gets mad if he doesn't get the proper respect. Like, oh, we got to bow down to me. I I helped Ring of Honor or this company. Like he wants he wants congratulations. You know. Once you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, like, agree. I think remember that report? Yeah, you've like, never seen yeah. Vince saying anything like that. He never. And, Vin, and they, right, Vince doesn't even be to Vince. Someone they help when he helps a company like ECW back in the day. He never wanted to take credit for helping ECW back in the day. Like he wanted not to be known, but it still was known. Like he, he doesn't want to take credit as much as Tony likes taking credit for everything. Like Tony. Tony acts like a straight child. I, That's what I've been saying. Yeah. It, it, like, if there's no way, there's no way any little thing. Look, prime example. I'm sorry. It, and if and like I told, I told a lot of people, it's way beyond race. But but the whole swole situation, there's no way that that should have mm -hmm. went that way. Where you pretty much now that something came out and somebody said they're unhappy, now you're arguing with them and said that they suck. Exactly, bro. Really? And then Leo Rush, like he, he even he, he was at first on board, but then he he kissed, he bent over and kissed the Tony boots, and still he got released either way. So, man, because once you go out to, against Tony, like, I don't know, he won't forget that shit. If he, he, I think he holds vendettas. <laughs> I don't know. He he just he just too he just um, too offensive. I'm like, bro, like like at least, at least just just say okay, I'll work on it or just something like that. But the minute you try to argue with dude, you try to argue about bully ray about your referees, and I'm like, he was telling the truth. Your referees 
sometimes don't be doing their job. The ref, oh my god, the, the referees are horrible, especially that one chick. What's Bobby. her name? Bro, she's such a terrible ref. <laughs> and she just wants to be everyone to pay attention to her. Like she does all these extra type of shit, like, oh like fucking you know, like when she like she oh she just be extra, right? Right? JR calls be off the refs all the time on his podcast too. Like he says he always says to them, you know, like don't be part of the match, you know, you have to make it look like yeah, you're actually a legit yeah. ref and you know, exactly. call the spots, you know, like Exactly. If, if your referee getting more notice than the wrestler, and that's bad. All right. I, all right, guys. We're just wrapping bad. things up. Anybody got some final thoughts before we end the end the room tonight? Well, um, last thing, I just wanted to say that this whole thing with um, Cody leaving, um, I think right now people are over. It could happen. And I do believe he's in talks with WWE. People are over-exaggerating right now because I don't believe he will go to WWE. I just, I think. Yeah, me too. I think he may, actually, because don't they still hold the Dusty Cup? Here's why. You're right. No, All here's right. why I don't think he will go. Because yeah, well, whatever money, because it don't make sense. First off, if he goes to WWE, he will have to quit his position at Go Big Show. So that's money out of his pocket. The oh. But then why? Okay, but then why? He's not gonna wrestle anymore. You but the only way he can keep all of that is if he only signed for one match and one match only. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Or maybe he's just gonna do yeah. indies, indie wrestling stuff. I don't believe he'll full time deal is what I'm saying because if he signs a full time deal with WWE, they won't let him do the Go Big Show. He won't be able to judge that. And then second, oh, but wait a minute. They have people like Xavier Woods and other people do like well, so, wait, all this outside stuff, like with G Four. Wait, you got to right? think about what you're saying. Those shows are on USA Network, and USA Network owns those shows, who are also invested in WWE. Well, John Cena does a show for TNT as well, but he John Cena does not. He doesn't work for WWE. No, he kind of. He still does. He, no, he still does. No. No, he, he does. Yeah, it. he does. He does a deal. I he think is John Cena under a legends contract. Yeah, something like that. He's, he's like under a deal. But you got to. He's, he's a big guy, guy, bro. He's not gonna go to AEW or anything like that. Like he, right. like when he wrestles, he's becoming like WWE. He's like the Rock. He's like the Rock. Like, but look, I don't think. Look, Cody. I think Cody. I mean, look, because they do have their people like a. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think TNT or TBS are like competition or anything either. Like yes, I've they, seen wrestlers, yes, they, they. Hmm. wrestlers from other companies. TNT, TBS, USA, they are total competition, and it's been that way for years. It's been that way. TNT and USA Network. Yeah, it is, and I know what you're talking about. There's but why is Cena on a TNT reality show and then still wrestles in WWE sometimes? I don't know. I don't think it's that deep. I don't know. Yeah, I think they can still. I think Cody can still make a return. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't to be right. honest, I don't want Cody to return because I don't like Cody. But, but I'm just saying it's a possibility he might return. I mean, they made uh, Matt Riddle drop all his sponsorships. So I mean, he had. Oh wait, what sponsorships he had though? What sponsorships? Yeah, he was. He had Jimmy John's. He yeah uh, he, he had, had, Brock, he had like Jimmy John's, and he still wrestles. 
But Brock Lesnar, you gotta okay. People like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Come on. The Rock Hello. and John Cena. They're not. They oh, don't okay. have oh, yeah. yeah, Cody's not them. I know. Cody's not them. But yeah, oh, but, yeah they don't uh, have contracts like everybody else. They have. Yeah, they have this. They have specific deal. Oh, maybe Cody then will be like a part timer. You think or something? Is that what you think? Saying maybe yeah, like a, a part timer. He's, he's not old. He'll be a part timer. But here's what I think will happen. Oh. Here's what, what I think will happen. Yeah, people can laugh all they want. Cody oh, yeah. would do better going to a smaller pr- promotion. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If he listen, no, Cody's whole family came from NWA. Cody went over to NWA. Oh, oh yeah, NWA. Yeah. Oh yeah, he should go to NWA. Yeah. Do you right. know what yeah, they can do with the Nightmare Factory? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just go to school and everything. The Nightmare Factory. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. He can go to NWA. He can even. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be NWA. He can go over to fucking Impact, and they would take advantage. Of the nightmare fact. Any of these anywhere anywhere that Cody goes, he has to surefy his students in the nightmare factory that I mean they yeah. can send over as jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess no the unknown is what's what's driving all this right now. We don't know what's gonna happen, we just wanna speculate it. It's the best part of wrestling. You know, when we don't know what something's gonna happen, we love talking about it. Oh, Two yeah. words, Tony Khan. Two words, Con- I mean, Tony Khan had definitely had something to do with this. It's definitely possible. All right, guys, that'll do it for Twitter Spaces Tuesday. Join us every Tuesday on Twitter Spaces. You can find us on Twitter at DumbMarksPod, at VocalMindSophia, and at Sean930. The Dumb Marks Podcast is live every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Visit dumbmarkspod.com for all the links and all Dumb Marks content. Until next time.